Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. I'm such a face. (laughs) Such a face, May. So many people come into Makati. It's a very business district. People are working, call centers here and there. But I never really wanted the nine to five. I'm happier during the night. Whenever I'm here, I fight inside the squared circle. Game, game. First match, tag team match. Super Nintendo and AB3, the end game, okay? Versus the reunited Pump Dolls. For the main event goes for 15 to 18 minutes. Jake DeLeon versus Crystal. I like having intergender matches because I can show that, oh, Crystal can fight. And she can go toe-to-toe with another guy. Tonight, I'm going to be facing Jake DeLeon, who is like, you know, Mr. Philippine Wrestling. It's like a transformation somehow. You know, five minutes ago, I was Vernice. And now, just putting on the glitter, the makeup, the eyelashes. I'm slowly turning into Crystal, the fierce, feisty, basically Vernice, but times 50. Being the first woman to wrestle in PWR was very difficult because there were so many, you know, stereotypes. You don't see a lot of women who can stand up for themselves. I'm actually quite nervous for tonight because it's going to be the second time my mom is going to be seeing me wrestle. My mom had such a difficulty accepting that I'm going to be wrestling. She was like, Bernice, I don't like this. You look like you're beaten up. So tonight, I just want to do a good job. Mom, this is what makes me happy. I'm very proud of you. You're very good. But I was really scared. Second time. I don't know when the third time will be. No, don't cry. Don't cry. I'm good. Crystal, how are we doing? I am doing great. Thank you, Tom. It's, you know, it's quite hot in the Philippines, but, you know, nothing I can't handle. What's the temperature currently in the Philippines, dare I ask? Oh, my goodness. Let me check the... I don't even want to know, honestly. I think you'd be, like, surprised because to us, it's normal. It is 34 degrees Celsius. 34 degrees Celsius. So, uh, you know what? We'll do the very very British thing and talk about the weather to start. Um, (laughs) 
Because <laughs> over here, it is currently where I'm currently sat. It is four degrees Celsius. So, <laughs> you, so somewhere in the middle would be would be much better if we could find somewhere in the <laughs> middle. Um, we catch you on a really exciting day because, uh, as we were talking before we started recording, yeah. um, you've just passed a really important Japanese exam. Yeah, um, I passed my JL. Uh, well, it's like it's a mock exam because like uh, it's for just the passing of the uh, course. But I, you know, if I do want to take the the national like uh, language test, the JLPT, I can probably like you know go through it really easily because like I went through like you know a year and a half basically of learning Japanese just cause. But yeah, now I'm on like middle school level Japanese. That's amazing. So yeah. So, um, I mean, from here then, how many more levels are there to go? There's N3, N2, N1. Mm. Well, you don't necessarily have to get to N1 because that's like, you know, like if you want to be like a scholar or a diplomat, that's, you know, what to do. But if you want to get to N2, you can probably like be able to get to like teaching jobs or maybe like, you know, assisting jobs. But yeah, I, I really want to get to N3 for sure. Maybe N2. But you know, we'll see if my brain can still handle it. <laughs> What's been the the trickiest part about learning learning Japanese? Honestly, the the conjugations, because you know how in English we we conjugate like, um, verbs. you know, verbs. Yeah, yeah. But to them, they can conjugate anything. Well, not anything, but they have ways to conjugate even nouns, adverbs, adjectives, verbs. So, like, there's, like, tricky ways, like, within their language. Also, like, the same, like, some of the same words, like, they're they're spelled the same, but, like, they mean different things. Right, and and it's a case of when you see it written down, it's going, okay, does it mean this or does it mean that? Thinking about the context all the time. But then that's when the kanji comes in. The kanji is where, like, the, you know, the traditional Chinese comes in. So, like, for example, there's this uh, verb, it's tatsu, which e- it either means, like, to to stand up or to let time pass through. Okay. To let, let time pass. So, like, it, it depends on what character, like, what, you know, cha- uh, G or, like, character or, like, Chinese symbol you're going to use. And then that's when the, you know, how you can differentiate the... Uh, meaning of it so i'm just like what is this word (laughs) most of the time also basically like turning three alphabets in one go that's like really difficult yeah it's it's tough enough learning one in a whole new language but then having to learn three side by side by side as well what what are you what's what's the hope that once you've done it i mean you say you've done it you you you've kind of done it for fun but is there other reasons why you're learning japanese Um, as well to go to japan yeah, that makes sense, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> that would make sense. Well, to be honest, like ever since I was a kid, I've always loved like the Japanese like culture. Like I've, I started learning like le- how to use the chopsticks since I was like six years old. Because like when I was a kid, um, my mom bought me these like tiny books that would be like you know little encyclopedias like more like, kid-friendly encyclopedias about like different countries like i had one for like america australia i had one for brit 
Britain, I think. And I had one for like Japan, like other countries as well. And then like, you know, it, it's fun facts. Like, you know, in Australia, they have like these open cookies, like kangaroos, all that, all that, all that. And then my favorite one was like Japan because like they had like chopsticks, origami, sakura, uh, all the, you know, all the touristy stuff. But then I was so obsessed and then you know, I couldn't let go. So that growing up, I just kept watching anime. I kept reading manga. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this legit. Like, I'm, I'm going to learn Japanese. Also, because like, uh, it's not like, it's a happy coincidence that I love Japan. And like, wrestling culture in Japan is big. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, having... Like having like a leg up, being able to talk Japanese or like read and write Japanese would, you know, maybe, you know, garner me some bookings over there or maybe, you know, let me go back because uh, I have been to Japan before. I had like a, you know, mini Japanese tour, but I want that Japanese tour to be like, you know, a longer stay next time. I want to get into that and I want to get into to, to everything else about you because I know there'll be people that, that maybe be hearing from you for the very first time like for me um it was just it was a couple of days ago from when we sat down to record uh i watched on netflix midnight asia and <laughs> and so we get to the manila episode and my spider sense goes off because i see a wrestling ring and i see you sat in a wrestling ring i've got all oh, this wrestling in this one brilliant <laughs> And then, and there you were, and we got to hear your story, and I was like, "This, this is a story that needs to be told more," uh, and and that's why we're here. But we're going to get into it. But we're going to get there, um, in in, in a in, in, on a journey. So we're going to take a journey to on a journey a, a, to a desert island, a metaphorical desert island, mm. uh, and on that island, you'll be allowed to watch three wrestling matches that have some special significance to you. Uh, and we're going to talk about which ones you're picking one by one throughout the interview today. So hey. uh, I'd like to know, Krista, what your first wrestling match would be, please. Uh, it's me versus my wrestling matches, right? They can be your um, wrestling matches or they can be matches that you love watching as a fan. So it's either or. Uh, uh, uh. Well, I think my first match, that means like the most significant to me, like would be my match with Emi Sakura. Wow, that's a that's a good shout because Amy Sakura is a yeah, a yeah. Res, a res, um, is wrestling royalty. Yeah. So it was actually um, so surprising that I was going to face Sakura-san here in the Philippines because um we had like uh, Maza-san and I'm not sure who the other one is, but like Maza-san was coming here to the Philippines and like uh, he told us like via line like the messenger app he was like. Oh, uh, also Sakura-san's coming with us. Who can she have a match with? So, like, I already had, like, a big match planned. Like, there was, like, a big tournament, like, Royal Rumble type of thing. And then they pulled me out of the tournament. Basically, I felt bad because, like, I've already planned some, you know, stuff with the guys. And then, like, they pulled me out last minute. And then I'm facing Sakura-san. Like, this all happened within, like, a few days. Like, you know, like, less than a week. And I was just like... I'm not mentally prepared for this. I'm facing Sakura-san. Give me a second. I'm just like, you know, this legend and me. And I'm just like, my heart would be like pounding. Like, you know, I feel like it was going to jump out of my chest anytime soon. But yeah, uh, I face Sakura-san. I think um, 
it was more touching because um when the match finished everyone gave us like a standing ovation oh. and like I wasn't like gonna retire or anything, but they were like chanting "Thank you, Crystal." Oh, and I was just like, "Oh my god, okay." So that naturally did something, and like I was really nervous about that match. And like after it happened, everyone was just, just like, you know, they were just like cheering, and it was a magical moment. And that must have said something to Amy Sakura or Sakura-san that when you know you two are in the ring together you've had your match and the crowd are all chanting for you like that with when it comes to wrestling someone like that somebody who's been everywhere do you think you said that you only had a couple of days to process it do you think had you known like months in advance that you might have sort of over over analyzed it do you think yeah i probably would have like i probably would have like you know, been too anxious to even try to do anything. I would just be like, probably like stuck in the gym, like you no know, pumping it out almost every day. And I'm just like, this summer is on a facing summer. And I can't, I can't, like, I can't mess this up. So but I'm happy that, it, you know, I only knew like a few days before, but like, it was like such a rush that I, I couldn't exactly like overthink. Cause like I'm, a, I'm an overthinker so i feel like if i knew like a month before i would be like i can do this i can do that but what if like someone doesn't like it like what if i mess up blah, 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 blah. you know like the anxious overthinking thing mm. and i'm just like yeah i'm actually grateful that i only knew like a book like it was only like decided a couple days before the, the match itself what did you two talk about as well away from the match itself what did you guys chat about backstage Mean Sakurasan. Did you get much time to talk? Yeah, I'm actually. uh, It would be like just basic stuff. Also, because I think before this event, like before Sakurasan, like flying out, I've already met her in Thailand like once or twice. Hmm. I've like, I've joined her training, you know, a couple of times. And then I'm out of the blue, just like, you know, just not trying to like promote myself or anything. I told her that like that's what you're here for. Dream... It's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like to Sakura-san, like, oh, I didn't want to like, you know, f- you know, just like push myself onto her. But I was just like, um, it was like uh, they're going away dinner because like they were gonna leave like the following morning. So me and a couple of guys from the company decided that we'll take them out for dinner. You know, a nice you know Filipino restaurant. So they could get some food. And I told Sakura that uh, uh, my dream has always been to go to Japan when I was a kid. And then she was surprised because she was like, what? Really? Really? And then uh, she talked to Maza-san from DDT who was with her on the trip. They were talking Japanese and I, at, at, at the time I couldn't understand the thing. And she was like, Crystal, you should, you should come to Japan. I invite you. And I was just like, that was like a shot, like a very, you know, long shot. And I was just like, oh, I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to like prepare three separate visas because uh, I had to prepare one for China, uh, Shanghai, China. Uh, yeah. And then 
I had to prepare another one for like, you know, my uh, booking in China. And then I had to prepare for the Japan one. So I was just like, you know, for a few months, I was just, like running around getting all my visa papers. And I was just like, wow. Wow, I'm so tired. <laughs> and, and then this would also be the time that um, I would also get bookings on the side. Like I would, I, this would be like, Okay, let, let me put it as a timeline. I faced Sakura Sun in March. And then um, I went to... Every... Okay, so the thing, the thing is, here in the Philippines, for PWR at least, we have like a match every month. Like a show every month. Well, before the pandemic. So I don't know what's gonna happen now. So one show every month. This was like my timeline of 2019, which was like the craziest, most busy year for me. Because like after the Sakura Sun match, this is why like this match is so important for me because like it's it, it started that's where it started. Like that's where it began to pick up. Um I had like a match in Singapore and then I had the match in like uh here and then I was for the, at the same month I was preparing for my WWE tryout. Which was nerve-wracking. Yeah. And that's like another story to talk about. It was hell in a week, basically. And then I, I had like a you know month off to work on two visas. But then that same month, I also had a match. And then I went to like uh, China for uh, Middle Kingdom Wrestling. And then uh, that's when Sakura-san's uh, invite came in. Well, she's invited me like a few months prior, but then that's when I flew out. So this would be like September of 2019. Okay. And then like, you know, a couple of like, you know, other bookings here and there. Uh, I also went to, I believe I went to like China thrice that year. Right. You had, you had a busy, busy time of it. And I think when all these things are happening at once... A bit like the fact that with the, with the uh, Sakura style match that you didn't have time to, yeah. to process it and, and overthink it. You had all this stuff happening at the same time, so you didn't really have time to overthink it. You just had to go and do it. Yeah, I've got yeah. I've got three I've got three matches on three different in three different countries. Yes, I've got a WWE tryout. Yes, I've got potentially some some work with DDT. I've got all this to think about. I don't have time yeah. to worry about it. I've just got to yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, honestly, like, I was so thankful because I got those opportunities. Um, not just because uh, of Sakura-san. It's probably because, like, you know, years of hard work and cultivation. But I honestly believe that uh, they do say here in the Philippines, like, that my match with Sakura-san would be probably, like, the best like, women's wrestling match in the Philippines so far. And I'm like really thankful that of that because it, it's such a big honor because I am like the first like um, female wrestler in like modern day Philippines, uh, modern day like Philippine wrestling. So yeah, it's it's an incredible achievement, and that was a big part of the focus of your story on Midnight Asia on Netflix. Yeah, was the fact that you were this trailblazing performer in the Philippines. Where where did it all start for you as a uh, to get into the world of wrestling? So I know you mentioned that your your grandma was a big influence yeah. on your love for wrestling. My grandma used to love wrestling. She used to have like the biggest 
crush on Bret Hart. <laughs> like, I'm... Um, because um, uh, I don't really remember much at the time. But, like, this is, like, some of the memories that my mom told me about. I, like, whenever, you know, Bret, Bret Hart, like, enters the ring, like, enters, like, you know, gets out of the curtain, like, enters and, like, walks down, my grandma would be, like, squealing. Like, you know, <laughs> she's like... So handsome, you know, <laughs> you know, with his strut and stuff, and you just she's like just like freaking out, and she had had the biggest crush on him, and of course she also liked the Undertaker. I mean, but but then oh, I like or hate? I'm not sure about that one, because you know that was that was the time that like Undertaker was like unbeatable, like he was this like big, 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 big heel, and uh, but yeah. But she loved, but she loved Bret Hart. She though. loved a lot Bret Hart. Of love she for Bret loved, Hart. Yeah, a lot of love. It's it's not even funny. Like I don't like I don't think my mom ever mentioned like any other wrestler name before, because like my mom isn't really like, a big fan of wrestling. Because uh, there was like a time that she only saw it like as violence, not as like a, you know, sports entertainment, not as as an art. But uh, but yeah, my grandma. Probably just loved Bretman, uh, Bret Hart that much that, you know, she can't. My mom only remembers that wrestler's name. So even though your mom wasn't into it, your 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 grandma got you into uh, wrestling. Yeah. Who were some of those wrestlers early on that you saw that you personally uh, really latched on to? I mean, there would be like the basic answers like, you know, Trish and Lita. But I think, like, the biggest, like, my favorite of all time would be Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm growing up, you know, there's always, like, you know, school bullies and stuff like that. And, like, when I was younger, I would get bullied a lot because I used to be in, like, the swim team. Like, I used to go, like, like swimming training every, every day. Uh, not every day, like, every week. So, like, I would really have, like, you know tan skin like also you'll see like uh suntan scars because of my you know swimming gear or swimming training it's like i would have like you know my arms would be like hella dark and then like my my torso would be like this color of my skin and then i would always get bullied like i'm uh you know i'm too dark or i have too big eyes like i i, I used to get bullied a lot when i was a kid but when i because okay the thing is i forgot about wrestling when i was a kid for a bit because you know you're a kid you know this there's cartoons and anime <laughs> so then when i got back into it that was the time that i was getting bullied in school and i was like uh, this was like late elementary to like early high school for me. I'd get bullied. I would get uh, stuff like that. And then this was a time where I think Batista and Rey Mysterio was like having a feud. Mm, I remember. And, I remember it. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then that was the time that I just like freaked out because like this tiny guy. I know like Rey isn't tiny, but like compared to Batista, he's tiny. <laughs> But this small guy standing up to what to me seemed like such a big bully to him. Like not even just like a big bully, like even like height-wise big bully. <laughs> and that was like to me, yeah, I need yeah, I'm gonna follow this guy. If he can stand up to his bullies, I can stand up to my bullies. So that that's why like 
Rey Mysterio is always like a big influence on me. Not even just like wrestling wise, you know, because his technique has been like perfected through throughout the years. But like just what he stood for at that time, and um, what I loved is that he didn't try to match power with power because you know he that's not physically possible because he's not a big wrestler. But he was smart about it. He would like fly around the ring, use momentum, and that's what I do now because I I I'm face men and women at the same time, and most of them are taller than me. So, did um did did so Bray Mysterio help change your attitude towards bullies? Did yeah. was there any confrontation that you had with bullies? Sort of as as the Bray Mysterio influence was setting in, was there was there any situations that you can remember where? You got uh, picked on and you stood up to them. You kind of empowered yeah, 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 by yeah. Ray Mysterio. Um, it was during like uh, I actually had I I, <laughs> I had I I was sent to the principal's office for this. Honestly, it was just the first and only time that I was sent to the principal's office for like discipline. I uh, there was this one girl who just kept, you know, pushing my buttons every single day. Like she would be like. Like, you know, every day, like, blah, 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 all the, all the, you know, teasing and bullying. And, like, it was the time that we were going to watch a movie for, like, English class. And then she wouldn't stop talking to me. And she sat, like, I was, I sat in the front row just because, like, I I didn't want to, you know, bother anyone. Also, I'm small, so, like. You know, if I sat in the back row, I wouldn't be able to see. I would just be seeing the backs of people's heads. Uh, so she was just like, I'm trying to focus on the movie, right? Because I know that, you know, our teacher is going to probably be like, you're going to have to write like, like a reflection on this. You know, you're going to have to write a paper on this. And my that classmate of mine just kept like, if imagine this is me. She's just here, like, keep yet kept yapping and yapping at me and she was like playing with my hair like playing with whatever with me and i was just like i snapped i feel like it's like you know it's like a comeback in my head now that i'm thinking about like i feel like i snapped and i turned to her and i just like gave her like a whack on the back of her head like a big, big old whack, and then she stopped. And then all my classmates looked at me, just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't look like this. I was like a wrestler back then. I did have like, like taekwondo background back then, but like I never laid a finger on any of my bullies, just because uh, I don't want to get to you know sent to the principal's office or whatever. But then I couldn't take it anymore, and I was just like. <laughs> Wow. So what did the what did the principal say? She let me go. Yeah. Did the principal yeah. know that that this one was a bit of a a, a bit of a wrong one? Yeah, uh she said like you know, uh just don't do it again in the future. If she does <laughs> uh you know bother you again, go to the counselor. Yeah. But yeah. that's but that's the And then she didn't she didn't bother me again. No. So she knew I knew I know how to fight. Also, I think uh, the following month after that incident, I won like a, a taekwondo tournament. So she was just like, oh, 
So you weren't you weren't to be messed with. She went, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I got a sample. I'd rather not get the full thing. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm accepting of that. By the way, if you are listening to this and um, you're listening to Crystal's story and uh, you, maybe you're having issues with bullies, we don't we don't encourage you to punch them all the time. It's <laughs> no. isolated cases. Take it case at a time. <laughs> Always speak to an adult. I just think just good to chuck that in there just in case. Yeah, just in case. Yeah, I, I, you know, don't follow him. <laughs> don't go. To Crystal told me to just punching everybody on the way home. Crystal said it was fine. No, <laughs> kids, don't do it. <laughs> Crystal said it was fine. No, um, but moving away from that, then, so you've you've got this taekwondo background, so there's already like this love for 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 combat in there as well. Had yeah. had wrestling not come along, what do you think you would have explored instead of wrestling? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, wow. <laughs> Was there anything else on you in your in your horizon in your world that that you loved doing I, that you uh, you would have done instead? I I took up uh, music in college. I didn't finish, but uh, uh, I took up a bit of music in college. Like I I had like I was going uh, uh, music business management major in sound production and uh, performance that was my degree in college that was what I was taking so if ever I didn't go into wrestling I probably would have finished that you know maybe you know be a sound producer like a producer or like a performer but I probably would have had a sport either way like even if it's like not a competitive thing or like maybe just like a casual thing, I probably would have had the sport. Because ever since I was a kid, like say I think I started sports when I was like five. I had like I had one year that I did ballet, but then that didn't stick. And then after I did ballet, that's when I did um swimming. So I did like swimming for like six years or five or six years. And then like my last year of swimming that's when I started Taekwondo simultaneously at the same time. So then after that, I had like seven years of Taekwondo. And then like my last year of Taekwondo, I couldn't anymore because I sprained my ankle. Uh, something about the bones that were supposed to be like, you know, close together. They never healed properly because of all the sprains that I've accumulated in Taekwondo. So I, I had to stop Taekwondo because my ankle couldn't take it anymore. Yikes. Yeah, and then this is the time that I entered college. So when I entered college, I did like a bit of cheerleading. And then uh, third year to college, I did wrestling. So like I've had like sports my entire life. So if I didn't do wrestling, I probably would have stuck onto like maybe maybe dancing or maybe I don't know. But what's some kind of other thing? What's funny is is that all the things that you did before you you got into doing wrestling at college kind of led you to that path anyway because as you say yeah. you were doing music and you wanted to be a, a performer and that's a big element of it you did ballet and there's an element of that in there as well taekwondo so you've got like a, a a legit striking background until your injury as well so all of these things kind of start and then cheerleading to, and cheerleading as well so that's again a big part of 
sort of the wrestling package, the, the personality, the charisma, the energy, the crowd engagement, all of these things kind of fell into place. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. here's something that you can do all of those things with at the Ooh. same time. And it's something that your grandma likes and get a, get, get into it. Um, Was there much, was there much of a take up for wrestling uh, at, at, at college level where you were? Cause I'm intrigued. One, th- one thing I really want to talk about is sort of the scene as you were growing up as well like how big it was how much there was where the influences were mm. and such like that so when you were at college level how much interest was there at re- of wrestling i was i was just like a fan of wrestling at that point i mm. um, guess there would be times that i would uh you know watch wrestling and then a couple of years passed by i wouldn't watch wrestling and this was at the time that the shield was a big thing right and like me and some of my college friends would be like watching wwe on the weekly uh because um if if it it's monday night raw there it's like tuesday tuesday here yeah so like we would normally we don't have like a tuesday class together so like me and my guy friends because i i I didn't know any girls that would watch wrestling at the time at, at the time with me. So we every Wednesday class after like our class, we would go to the cafeteria and just like geek out about Monday Night Raw. And like, oh my god, did you see Seth Rollins? Oh my god, the chair. <laughs> and we would do that. And then we found out that this was around 2013. So we found out that there's like a a couple of guys that started like a wrestling promotion here in the Philippines. I mean, there was like a wrestling promotion in the Philippines back in the 80s, but then that died out. And then they were making a new promotion called Philippine Wrestling Revolution. They're, they already have some guys in, but you know, they're t- welcoming other people or like trainees. And then that's when we all like through me and me and my friends, like there were two guys and me so like all the three of us decided that we'll audition for pwr philippine wrestling revolution and then that's where it started i got we all got in but i i was the one that pushed through and they just did it (laughs) what do you think uh made you stand out over your your friends that also applied for it i they got in as well but they didn't really show up to training right Cause I don't know if they were like too busy or not uh, decisive enough that they're gonna start it, but yeah. Um, I still remember my audition tape. I clearly said like, cause they said like, "Hey, state your name, your age, your uh, your athletic background, and why? Give us a reason why we should accept you." I said like, "Hey, my name is Crystal. I am." 21 i think i was 21 or like 20 at the time i'm 20 uh i do i did taekwondo and cheerleading and and uh you should accept me because i'm a girl (laughs) excellent argument at the end i think (laughs) that's exactly what i said and i got in nice because there just wasn't any other girls on the course i'm taking it uh, there was like other girls, but uh, actually there was another girl. She was also training at the same. There were like, okay, so like at the start, start 
There were four four of us girls. Mm-hmm. And then one of them uh uh I think got injured and the and then the two of them, like the the other two, their parents were against it. Right. Because you know, big Christian country here, Philippines. So uh also for them like you know, a girl being up in the stage like with showy outfits or not even showy outfits, just like fighting men would be cliche. So, not cliche, just not... It's unorth- unorthodox. Unorthodox would be the... Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, your your mum, like, is a was featured heavily in Midnight Asia watching, like, through her hands as you compete. Yeah, yeah. When, and I take it that when you got into it, when you went, I'm starting the wrestling training, they've accepted me, she wasn't a fan of the idea. No, or, what, no. or was she? she? She wasn't at all. No. Um, let's let's make it a bit a, a bit like more personal. Um, before starting wrestling, I was suffering through to um major depressive disorder. Uh-huh. So I had like major depression. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't find anything that would excite me or like you know I would pick up on like nothing. I was just living day to like day by day, just you know I wasn't motivated about anything, and then I started. My friends were like, "Hey, let's join wrestling," and then we joined, and then I started. And for some reason, like I, the more I kept going, the more stable I became. Um, and then like I was starting to train and train and train and like. I didn't like you. You know, like when you're like when you're so new at training, your body hurts everywhere, mm. and you're just like, "Ow, I can't get up. Why is going to the toilet difficult?" Because <laughs> you know, like when your legs are on fire, like imagine like leg pain, you're gonna have to squat to the toilet, and you're just like, "Ow." <laughs> <laughs> that was me on like because i was like starting out also my bu- my muscles were built differently like i used to be like a cheerleader and like ta- like i did taekwondo i had like all the lower body strength you know my arms and my back were like there's no not that there's no muscle at all but like there's like minimal muscle because a taekwondo is like very heavily based on kicks so like I had the thighs, like the you know leg muscles for it, but like no upper body, no back muscle or anything like that. And then, you know, but then like when you're wrestling, you're landing, you're doing a lot of bumps, and you're just like doing this, and you're just like, ow. <laughs> so you know, I was suffering through depression. I was always overthinking, anxious all the time. And then when I started wrestling, like also I think because like. You know, uh, exercise give you like the happy hormones, endorphins. And stuff. Yeah, endorphins. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and then um, it just I just started being more active, and I started getting better. I started being hap- actually happier this time around. Also, I didn't have time to overthink anything because my body was in pain. You know, I was just, like laying in bed and trying to find like a you know good sleeping position. And then once once I do, I fall asleep because normally, like if I because of the, my depression at the time, I would just be like, you know, staring at my ceiling, waiting for sleep to come. But when I started dressing, I would just be like, oh. 
and that and and there's something to be said as well. I mean, I mean, with 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 depressive disorders, um, it it's not just about oh, you know, you're you're tired, you're hungry, whatever. It's not that. There's more to it, mm. but a big part of it in coming out the other side of it is is sleep and and sleeping well and it's almost yeah. like you tired yourself out and therefore you had you made yourself sleep and that was probably yeah. an, uh, that and dis- you know discovering something that you 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 were passionate about again uh, is part of that story yeah may i ask um you you mentioned that obviously before you discovered wrestling you were going through uh, major depressive orders and mm. do you say that feeling of everyday sort of going through the motions as it were yeah. and not really were you were you aware that you were doing that if you know what i mean were you aware yeah, that you I, weren't I aware if you i, I mean. was aware that i felt like a, a bit of me felt like uh, i was wasting my youth mm. because um there wasn't anything that i wanted to do there wasn't anything that it, even though that was enticing enough to uh to make into a thing. I was just going through college. I, I, I was having a hard time. I had depression. And then I finally found wrestling. Although my mom was very against it. This is why I, I mentioned it a while ago. It's because she saw how better I was becoming because of wrestling. Like I was finally like going outside. I was finally making like meeting new people. I was finally doing stuff like i finally had like a smile on my face sometimes like i used to apparently to her i used to like look like haunting like i was just be like stern stone face and i'm just like like this and when when the wrestling kept going she would be like you look so you look like you're enjoying yourself you look like you're having time of your life you look so happy and that's why even though she still doesn't like it until this day she supports it because it it's what pulled me out of that dark place. She can't deny the the joy that it brings you. Yeah, and that's really so she lovely. Didn't, she didn't stop me, and she just kept me going. Uh, she let me go, and the way she uh, supports me nowadays, even though she's still against it, she buys me like which I'm very thankful for. She buys me like knee pads and like elbow pads, all the pads that I need, <laughs> and. Back before before the co- before COVID, uh, she would buy me like gym memberships. I mean, I, I I can I can buy gym memberships on my own, but like, like you know, I probably wouldn't go sometimes if I didn't have money. But she was like, "Here's a gym membership. <laughs> go build your body," and I'm just like, "Oh, hey. this is her <laughs> way. It's it's yeah. her, her way of being involved." and yeah. and also because she's so because you know she doesn't like it because she's very protective of you and we saw that mm. in the, in the documentary so i love the fact that she supports you by going right i'm gonna go buy you elbow pads shin pads protective gear i can picture your mom like in a sports shop going hmm these knee pads are only three times thick these are four times we'll get those ones <laughs> get the thickest ones possible <laughs> Right, this gym membership so she can work on her body so she doesn't hurt herself when she falls down. That's like I love that that's your mum's way of saying, look, I don't approve of it, but this is how I can protect you. Knee yeah. pads, elbow pads, <laughs> shin pads. All the pads. All the pads all the time. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, let's do your second match. Uh, we've only done one so far. And, uh, wait, your, wait, your um... first one was yourself and Amy Sakura. Uh, what would you like your second one to be, Krista? Wow. Honestly, I think that would be like Bailey, Sasha... The NXT, I'm not sure the name. Would it be TakeOver Brooklyn, uh, which was yeah, their Takeover first Brooklyn. one? The, and then they did. Yeah, I think that's one with the Frankensteiner, right? It is, yes. So they yeah, did the TakeOver one. Brooklyn one, where it just everybody was just blown away by the by how incredible that match was. It was match of the night. And then the yeah. following month, because it was so well received, they did the Iron Woman match. Which which became which was the main event of the evening. It was the first time that a women's title match had main evented an NXT t- or a, do- a yeah. WWE event of that yeah. caliber. But are we going for the Brooklyn one? The Brooklyn, yeah, because that was like that was you know uh, at the time because before that, right? Like all the women would just be like five minute matches. Yeah. Yep, and then Sasha and Bailey just proved it that this is what women are capable of this is what you can you guys can get if you just give them the time it felt like a real um match um yeah like a real match it sounds really daft to say that but it's true because as you say so many were sort of like five minute interlude matches and they was and 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 you know whenever you know you say how like trish stratus and lita were you know people that you 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 admired when you were coming through as wrestler as a wrestler and they did so much with so little as well mm. in that sense what is it so is there a moment from that match that the the bailey and sasha match that stands out to you i know we mentioned the the frankensteiner i said frankenstein <laughs> it's just a great it's just a great bit because no, like because you know it's just such an exclamation point in that match and you just see like sasha just dying you know and you're just like ah <laughs> they're great they just they work so well where were you when you watched that for the first time can you remember where you were 
Wow, I think I was here. I, I was already here, at, like home. Uh, I think I was um just on my phone, YouTube, mm. and or uh, or like I'm not sure. Uh, was it like a viewing party? There, there might have been like a viewing party where like people like you know, someone had like a WD thing and then we watched together. And then we were just all freaking out. I just remember freaking out so much that I don't remember like how I felt the first time, like afterwards. I was just like, I want to do that. <laughs> I want to do that, please. Was that was did, did yeah? Was it where were you in terms of training when you first saw that? I mean, where were you in terms of career? So it would have been two thousand fifteen ish. So where would I you was, have been? I was um. I, I already graduated. Because you'd have been done by then, wouldn't you? Yeah. I, I, re- I already graduated, like, uh, you know, training. I was just waiting for a storyline. Because the, the thing is, like, when um, when they were bringing me up, because I'm first the first woman, right? So mm-hmm. they were kind of having a hard time how to include me into the current roster. They, they felt bad that they kept me, like, hidden and, like, waiting for another woman but then like the girl that was supposed to uh you know graduate with me and have the first women's match with me was just like you know she had to go away like her family didn't like her and um we made up this angle that i was like a you know uh i was an, an a ring announcer I, I was actually a ring announcer for one of the shows. That was like t- terrifying. And then for the next show, they I basically was like the uh, backstage interviewer. And then that's where it started. Like there was this one guy, this one like misogynistic wrestler that was like, you know, Crystal, you should just make me savage, blah, blah, blah. You know, those type of comments. Mm-hmm. And then of course, you know, me... I have to go in there like, hey, can't do this. And then that's when I debuted. And then so like I was already like a graduate at this point. But like I wasn't being booked for any matches because I was still like in that, you know, awkward point that they couldn't do anything for me until they found like a a more appropriate storyline for me to debut. But yeah, I was training-ish. So when it comes to sort of like you're waiting in the wings to debut because they can't find a female performer for you um when the conversation started of just saying them saying why don't we just put crystal in with the men and let's just do was there how what was the reaction to that from the from the locker room because sometimes in some locker rooms that kind of thing is quite divisive like the intergender matches but how did the locker room uh in in the promotion take that there were some guys who were against it, who were against it, just because like they felt weird, like you know, uh, hitting a wo- hitting hmm. a woman. But then a lot of them were like so used to me because I used to train with the guys all the time, and you know, in boot camp or like training. Uh, we we we've had like you know, we've cr- I've crossed hands with almost everyone back then. Like no matter guy or girl, I was just like. I want to wrestle. <laughs> so most of the locker room was like, yes, finally, you're going to debut. Congrats. They were, they were like apprehensive about it. They were like, 
I don't I don't want her to baby. I don't wanna have a match with her, you know. They were just like, You're finally getting it, you deserved it, you know, you've been training for like a year or so, more than a year or so. And they were just like excited for me too, just because like I finally have that time to, you know, show the audience what I've been training for. And how did the audience react to it? I feel like them bringing you in as an announcer and then as an interviewer, they've got to know you. Yeah, um, yeah. Were they were they receptive in the right way when you finally debuted and started battering the men? Yeah, um, I think like a part of the uh, audience were freaking out just because um, they were like, "Oh, finally a girl!" And she's not like a you know. Uh, ring girl or like not a manager an actual female wrestler so like the uh, audience were just like cheering and cheering and then the following time that i got booked they were like oh my gosh crystal you're we're gonna finally have a girl in pinoyar in philippine wrestling and we're so excited you know we'll cheer for you we'll cheer for you and then like i'm um, some of the friends that i have now were like one of like I think there's this one guy who is like I play games with him now and like we're friends and like he was one of the guys that you know started cheering me on since like 2016 when I you know when I debuted so like I'm so thankful for the fans back then like back in 2016 because most of them are still here like you know cheering me on and like you know making posts about me or even like making you know posters during the shows they're still there every time i have a match and i'm just like i'm so thankful because you know i'm not gonna sugarcoat this like uh there would be times that wrestling is tough there would be times that your body would be like oh there would be like politics involved sometimes i think that's like almost any company or like everywhere there's always politics and like you know gossip I just didn't mind it at all because I, I have like a clear view that I just want to wrestle. I just want to go places and wrestle. You know, that's my goal. And I didn't mind all the bad stuff, but there would be times that it just accumulates like the bad stuff just accumulates. You're tired, you're exhausted. There's like uh, politics and backstabbing involved. And there would be times that I'm down. And then uh, these fans would like, randomly like after like a show or a match i they would come up to me if i'm like selling merch they would come up to me like they they would give me a letter or like a sketch and they would be like crystal this for you and then like i would read the letter and i'm just like oh all my worries ah. <laughs> and like a lot of their letters and sketches are still here with me so i keep them all so is, I, well, I'm so thankful. Is there one in particular, like a a, a piece of, of of fan mail, a sketch, a letter that has stayed with you that has special meaning? Um, there's just one letter that I still have, and I think I'm, I'm just not gonna mention his name, but one of the fans said like, uh, I said something once in an. I don't remember the exact the words anymore, but in the letter it said like I said something once in an interview that helped him push through his difficulties. Because you know, like uh, to me, I I'm not trying to tug on anyone's like hearts, but apparently it tugged onto his heart and it gave him like a bit of a push that you know helped him 
throughout his dark days. And I'm just like, wow, I'm such a face. <laughs> such a face, me. I'm such a. But it's but there's but there's some truth to that because you've you've yeah. said in this in our chat so far today, like you've had those dark days and you've been in those rough places, and 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 all you're doing is going out there and finding your truth. And, yeah. and 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 finding your way and it's funny how in in doing that in simply going out and finding your way you kind of help other people who are lost as well yeah like that's you, why you don't quite know what the destination amazing. is either but you just yeah. sort of you pick them up along the way yeah it is honestly so like heartwarming just because like i'm not thinking about like hey you know i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna melt everyone's hearts i'm gonna make them you know happy i'm gonna you know be a positive influence i i never i never really did that i was just like i'm gonna do me and if doing me would also inspire someone or help someone out that'd be great that's all you, that's all we can ask that yeah. is all we can ask um talk to me about the the scene i know you've i know you've been everywhere and i do want to talk about uh, a bit more of your your world travels but just to sort of to, to round this bit off like talk to me a bit about the scene in the philippines now like the wrestling scene there you when you joined uh, you were you know you were you were the only girl you know still very much an island unto yourself but have you seen that scene grow since you got yeah. into it and and if so how has it changed and what's to come for it do you think um so back then in 20 okay so that pwr was established basically 2012 they started out as a like facebook group facebook group of guys just like freaking out about you know wrestling stuff and they would like cut promos against each other and then they were like why don't we start this as an actual thing like why don't we start our own wrestling promotion so then they did and then 2013 came in, they had their first show, I started training. So basically it was there from like almost the beginning, you know? Mm. And then um, there was just like one company. And now there's like three com- like three wrestling promotions here in the Philippines. And like, I think the promotions also have, like the other promotions also have girls in them. But at least the, the company that I'm with or... PWR, uh, I've helped train, I think, like, 10 women so far. But then, like, a, a, you know, a, a little, some of them quit just because work, studies, family, uh, which are, like, all understandable things. But now I do, like, for sure, there's, like, uh, you know, uh, there's uh, J. Sarah, there's Jemmerlyn, there's, like, robin there's nina and then there's me like there's five of us on the main roster in pwr now like five women and there's also some girls in training which they say to me that that the reason why i'm one of the founding like you know pillars of pwr like philippine wrestling is because i showed like the media or the wrestling scene here in the philippines that a woman can stand in the ring alongside you know fighting not even like as a manager or as an announcer or whatever it as another wrestler in the ring so uh i've re- i've received like messages for some yeah 
like some girls that they kept saying like when I turn 18 I'll join PWR I'll I wanted to be trained under you and I'm just like okay turn 18 already I'm not getting any younger <laughs> What a piece of when you get messages like that from people who want to follow in, in your footsteps and in, in, in the Philippines. What are some of the some of the bits of guidance that you give to them? Uh, for the ones like you know wanting to join, yeah. I always just keep telling them like, be active. Like it doesn't matter what sport, or if it's just working out. You know, just be active. Because it really does help with like the, uh, the wrestling a bit. Because like before joining wrestling, like we've said, like I've had years of experience of like sports, and basically like you know the striking background from taekwondo, the cheerleading, the high flying from cheerleading, the flexibility from the ballet, uh, everything just accumulated into the wrestling, and I think that's why it was easier for me to like you know, train, start training or like start having, uh, I didn't have as much problems because I wasn't like, I didn't need to work on my kicks per se. They didn't really look awkward because, you know, I kick a lot in Taekwondo. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I didn't, because like there would be some guys who would join wrestling because they just love it, but they never really had like any athletic background. You know, no. they would be like gamer boys or like comic book boys. They just wanted to be a wrestler because it's been a, like the childhood dream. But they didn't have really any athletic background. So that's what like, that was hard for them. So that now whenever someone asks me, like even if it's a girl or even if it's a guy, like, what should I do? Like, I want to start wrestling as well. I'm just like, you can start a sport. You can work out. You know, you can, you can have like, uh, MMA training or like judo or whatever just be active like try out the martial art even if you're because there are some you know guys and girls who would message me like they're still not 18 because we only accept like 18 and above here in the Philippines um they're still not 18 so like you know it's just two more years you could just you know do some boxing on the side or some you know something martial artsy or active or maybe even parkour because some guys do that i wouldn't suggest the parkour because that's kind of technically dangerous but if you even want to like do like gymnastics that would be great because at least you have like tumbling inside because those are like the things that you can incorporate with wrestling throughout the time because like if you had like martial arts background you might be like a great striker inside the ring you know if you have like mma you might have like good grappling inside the ring you know that could be that could like lead up into in the future you might have like a grappling finish or like a submission so like whenever someone says like hey i can't join yet but i want to do something i always tell them like be active start a sport or something even if it's not a sport just work out at home start working out it's still different when your body's conditioned already than you know resting and then conditioning at the same time yeah that's some that's a that's a good bit of guidance because as you say you can you can pull from a lot of different sports to aid yeah. you in wrestling as you've proven as well which came first for you um was it the 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 short tour you did of japan sort of the appetite wetter of the japan japanese tour mm -hmm. or the tryout for wwe in shanghai 
The WWE. The WWE one. So, like, how? What's the process with that? Then was it an open tryout, or did you no, get invited? No, no. I got invited. So, 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 talk me through that because that must have been a, that must have been a bit of a a strange moment for somebody who yeah, um, watched it growing up, and then all of a sudden, here's a letter. Come and see us. Well, it's like a me, <laughs> like me with the WWE is like a long story. Back in 2017, like, WWE went to, like, Southeast Asia. They toured Southeast Asia throughout, like, you know, the Southeast Asian promotions. And um, they were basically scouting. And then when they went to the Philippines, they scouted me. They gave me, like, a, you know, a card. Hey, email us your stuff. And I was like, <laughs> eh? <laughs> That was me. And then, you know, a year later... I actually got invited to the Mae Young Classic. I was supposed to join the Mae Young Classic. Wow. Yeah, but um Visa. Ah, oh, the old that old friend. Oh no. Yeah, it, um you don't know how depressed I was. I was just like, it's almost here. I almost got it. Oh, bless I, I was you. there. I was they, the thing is, I felt bad because they even announced it on the article. And then when I told them that my visa got declined, they had to pull the article out. And the thing was, I wasn't even like a backup. I was supposed to be in it. Like they published an article about all the females that are joining. And I was just like, I was almost, I almost set foot in the E, you know, I will set foot in the E. And then I, another year passes by. I'm... Uh, this they would always be in contact with me like via email, but then the year passes by, they were like, "Hey, Crystal, um, we're going to be holding like uh tryouts sh- in Shanghai. Uh, please join. Make sure you get the visa this time, please." <laughs> like I'm literally I'm uh, uh the executive that was contacting me like put that in the email. Make sure you get the visa this time. I was like, okay, sir. And then when I got, like, it was like still like five months ahead of time. But yeah, I started my visa like that right away. Like I, I gathered all the, you know, the paperwork for it. And then I was just like, here, I need to go to Shanghai. <laughs> please, this summer out, please. So, and, and, and this time it happened, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... So, Go on, uh, the, like, so I like there were like uh, three three people from the Philippines got invited, three people from like Thailand, three people from Singapore got invited as well, and you know fortunately I'm one of those three from the Philippines and like two of my good friends from, you know back then they were, we were all part of PWR, uh we we basically like they say like we were like the foundations of PWR just because like we've been there the longest or um. We've been there from like almost since the beginning of PWR. Uh, so yeah, we went to the tryout. We were like hella tired. We were like, this is wrestling. This is WWE. Oh my God, I'm going to die. Because <laughs> like, they work you, don't like, they? They put you through your paces. Yeah, they're just like, wow. They just grind you out. There would be like wrestling training and then like cardio and then wrestling and then cardio and then workout and then weights and you're just like that all happens within like you know like seven hours we would have like an hour for lunch but then that would be like 
And at 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 the end of the day, when we, uh, some of the guys would be like, you know, Crystal, let's go out and have dinner, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna. For you, they really. So they, it was was it was it one of the toughest sort of tryout workouts that you'd ever done? To that probably point? like the the hardest workout. Like I've never felt my body burn that much ever before. Jeez. Like me telling you this because I've I went to all like I went to like you know the artistic stuff, the ballet, I went to like the martial arts, the, the taekwondo, I went to like the competitive stuff, the cheerleading. Like none of them burned my body this much as WWE. Because like it would be like weight training and then cardio and then wrestling. And that that's like a circuit of theirs. And then they do like two of those in a day. And then like lunch. And then sometimes there would be like an outdoors thing. And you're just like, ah! Ah! <laughs> But it's all just to see, like, it, it's it's to make sure that, like, your, your stamina is tip-top. And also just to kind of really test who really kind of wants to be there. And, and yeah, yeah. Um, so the, you go through the trial, everything hurts. You, you, uh, you, you push on through it. How are things currently with you in WWE? Where was it left? I don't know. Oh, no. That's not a yeah, good I... answer. No, but the thing is, like, WWE has always somehow kept tabs on me. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know, but apparently they did. From, like, whenever when they scouted me the first time. So they, I, they have, you know, they have their eyes on me, I guess. So I'm really thankful that they do. And... Uh, I just want to keep proving to them that I do belong in the ring. Like, even if it's not WWE, even if it's not AEW, even if it's not whatever. I, I'm i not going to wait around for them to contact me. I'm just going to do my best to get out there and wrestle. That's why I'm learning Japanese. So I can go to Japan and then I can wrestle in Japan. And then maybe get into the, you know, uh, promotion there and then maybe, yeah. Well, also because I'm friends with uh, Riho and Sakura-san, so maybe you know some some. Maybe, maybe. So, so you think there might be a little in there with AEW, perhaps to go maybe. and do some stuff there? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I have nothing planned, but uh, right now because the pandemic is really stopping me from traveling that much. Mm. So the only thing I could have, I could do like the last you know two years was like study Japanese, you know. So that I, if I do get to Japan, it'd be easier for me to communicate because I, uh, I'm not like you know saying excuses, but you know as a foreigner, and like going to like Japan, making matches was kind of a bit complicated because you know there's a language barrier and you're just like, uh, move move rope, you drop kick, me, that's like that's how we would plan matches. It, it wouldn't be like, you know, hey, you, you want to do this, you want to do that, you want to do this. We, you know, how we would normally plan, like, wrestlers plan a match. But then they would just be like, you move, kick, drop kick. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I just want to, I wanted to learn Japanese, not just because I love the Japanese culture, also maybe in the prospects of, like, wrestling in Japan. I yeah. Th- yeah, I think after your, I say you had a mini tour there, didn't you? Yeah, um, like a two week thing, two three week thing. 
Um, what was one of the things that you noticed about the the the, the culture of, of wrestling in Japan compared to the culture of wrestling in the Philippines? Ooh. Japan is very straightforward. Yeah. In the in terms of it's it's a match match. Mm. You know, they don't really like I mean they would call on to the audience, there would be some participation, but it wouldn't be as much as entertain because in in the the one in the philippines we do take a lot from their you know entertainment side mm -hmm. we we have some like com comedic wrestlers we have some like you know uh we had some funny like like person personalities in the ring like we would have like uh even like you know those insane type of guys in the ring and they would all just like they would love interacting with the audience so much. I'm not saying that the, in Japan they don't interact with the audience, but not as much in Philippine wrestling. Because in Philippine wrestling, we love to irk, irk the uh, audience. We're just like, if you're a heel, you're just like, eh, 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 eh. you know, we all do all that. We do the, the lip service and stuff like that. But then if we're face, you're just like, let's go. And then, you know, you high five everyone. You know, we really do try to interact with our crowd so much because, you know, without the crowd, without their support, we, we you know, we wouldn't be able to keep it going. But uh, with the same with Japan is because they're very, you know, Japan's um, wrestling is quite different. They're very, like, athletic. They're very, you know, technical about it. They have their own techniques and stuff like that. So it's, like, a very show... Like, it's, like, a, sh you know, showmanship or, like, a show, basically, just to showcase their own, like, like athletic background or, like, their martial arts skill, all their training that they've done. So, like... Uh, let's think about it this way. Like, Japan is more sports in the sports entertainment and the Philippines is like more entertainment in the sports entertainment. With you. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. There's, there's one leans more into the other than the other. I'm with you. I get that a lot. I get that. When it comes to, um, again, the reason that we're talking today is, is, is the yeah. Netflix documentary Midnight in Asia. Uh, so Midnight Asia, which was, was showcased uh, the resting scene in the Philippines wonderfully for, for a short while on the, the Manila episode. Did you, what are some, some of the reaction that you've had since that documentary came out? Have you for had much? A lot much? of congrats. Yeah, yeah there, there was a lot of congrats. Um, there was also a lot of like new followers. Uh, like after that, you know, some guys would follow me on Instagram and um, they would message me. Like, the thing is, I appreciate it all. You know, I, lo I love the support and everything. But, like, the thing is, like, you know, like, I, I, I think everyone has, like, a private Facebook, you know? Yeah. Or, like, a pri just something private, like a private social media thing. The thing is, I've always, like, kept my private, uh, my Facebook private because um, that's for me, my friends, or, like, me my family as well yeah but like you know there would be some guys because like my whole name is basically posted on that netflix episode right yes so you know, they would search it up on the facebook and they would try to like message requests and like i've gotten so many friend requests the thing is i'm not trying to like disrespectful of anything but like um this is my private facebook these are like for the people i have met or like for my family or like my all the titos and titas or like uh the godfathers and godmothers that i have or even cousins but yeah, um, you know, 
there's like a, a lot of good things because I've gotten like a bunch of like interviews and like opportunities because of the Netflix thing. But also I've gotten like some guys who, you know, you try to go into the DMs and I'm just like not about that. Like, oh, right now. <laughs> oh, I just, uh, that's, it's it's horrible that it comes it's it, it's horrible for two things it's horrible because it comes with the territory and it shouldn't yeah absolutely yeah. shouldn't and also it's horrible because 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 bless you crystal you have to sit here and and explain why you don't want to add a bunch of randoms on facebook like and almost like almost in, in, in an apologetic manner it's like no it's your facebook ad who you like yeah. keep it shut you don't have you don't oh you don't oh flipping john thompson from london uh, an explanation as to why you won't be his friend on facebook you don't you know yeah, yeah i know i know but like there's this has come from somebody who... by the way who sent you a dm on instagram to talk to you <laughs> but i'm aware that it was for a very different reason yeah, to what yeah, he's yeah. doing <laughs> no but like you know i understand because you, you, we're here right now talking through zoom and you know being the whole like podcasting but like there are some guys who like you're beautiful on instagram and i'm just like Thank you, but then I'm not gonna accept that message request. Or like, you know, messages me on like my Facebook and says like, "Hey, smiley face," and I'm just like, "Nah." What? what I, I for me as a as a guy, when you see people doing that, I just think, "What's what's the end game here? What is the best possible reaction?" Like you put you put, "Hey, you're you're beautiful." And they go, "Oh, I will drop everything and marry you immediately." Like I don't know what they're expecting to happen <laughs> it's... the thing is like if it's like someone here from the philippines or someone in asia like i would understand because like they would they could you know if ever i do i do reply like i would be able to like meet up with them or whatever but like if it's someone from like you know in the western part of the world not that i have against anything against like westerners but like hey you're beautiful you know i'm just like what do you want? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, it's apparent, but it's you just yeah. Your best advice, yeah. The best thing you do is just to block it and shut it out. Yeah. But what a shame that we live in a society where you have to explain away. Look, I'm not replying because of this. Because it's once once you put yourself out there, I feel like everybody mm. kind of feels like they own a piece of you. Yeah. And they don't. That's not how you know. That's not. It's not fair to think of it that way. You know, just because you, oh, I've seen you on the telly, therefore you must talk to me. Like, yeah. no, no, don't. I don't have to do anything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or like, because like, I, the thing is, I, as a wrestler, I do put my body out there. So like, I, I wear like, you know, wrestling gears, like little clothing. Mm. So like some guys is just like, oh, you're so sexy. Look at that butt, you know? And they're just like, I'm not doing this for you, you know. I I'm wearing this like tiny piece of clothing because I don't want to get it snagged anywhere. Because like when you're when you're you know when you're resting in there and you're wearing like a loose fitted shirt or like something that covers you entirely, it kind of snags on places. Like if you're gonna if you know you get into headlock, you're gonna get snagged. You know, it's just not a good look. So like tighter gear would be better. Just because it's smoother, you flow through the air better, you run fast. Not that you run faster, but it feels like you're running faster. Because, you know, nothing's going against the wind. Yeah. Like when you're running inside the ring. So, yeah. But again, it's your it's 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 the ring attire that you put on yourself. So you shouldn't have to explain it. But it's a, it's a shame that we do. I, um, yeah. I tell you what, Crystal. Right, so people are going to hear this. And they, they're going to hear this mm-hmm. through Cultaholic. And yeah. they're going to... 
be discovering uh, your wonderful self for the very first time. Um, if if you get any messages that, that are creepy, inappropriate, and they happen to have cultaholic as somebody they follow, send them my way. I will have a stern okay. word. Oh my god! Thank you so if, much. If, if, if they look as if they are connected to cultaholic in any way, send them my way, and I'll okay. and, and I'll sort that out for you. Honestly, it won't stand for it. Thank you. And if you're listening to this, don't even think about sending anything creepy to me or to to Crystal mainly. I mean, I, I get creepy messages. That's fine. But Crystal, don't send any to. If you do, we'll we'll have words. Right, sorted. Your third and final match, Crystal, before we let you go. Uh, oh. We had your belter uh, with Amy Sakura-san. Uh, we had uh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks from TakeOver Brooklyn. What would you like your third and final one to be? That's hard. It's oh tough, isn't it? It's tough picking three. Honestly, okay, the thing is, like... Maybe uh, Okada and Tanahashi... Oh, one of those matches, one and maybe like the twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. So, um, I'm trying to think. The did Tanahashi win the the seventeen one? I think this was like the time that they were just like bashing each just other, clattering like, each other. Yeah, and like Tanahashi wouldn't give up at all. You know. I, I got teary eyed from one of those matches because I was just like, give up already. His, his, your face. Was there a particular moment that you felt like when you when you started welling up? Was it a particular move or a particular incident in the ring that, that you felt yourself getting I, upset over? Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do like, I have like wrestlers memories now because like, uh, I do have like, I've planned matches in my head. I've done matches. So like, you know, matches like kind of get convoluted. But um there was this one moment I think Okada hit his um clothesline. Yeah. His this move. You the, know the rainmaker. The rainmaker, yeah, there you go. He he hit the clothesline. I think he pinned Tanahashi. I think Tanahashi kicked out of it. And then like he was holding onto his arm. So like, even though he got the two and a, he got the two and a half, Okada still had the arm. So Okada was able to slowly pull him back up. I think like, Tanahashi was really, really fighting, but like there was like a moment that they held like Tanahashi held Okada's arm or something like that. I keep forgetting which which year this was, but there was like that moment that that even though like Tanahashi was just like so beaten down, so beaten down, like he didn't give up. Like that wasn't what like a, an easy win for anyone, any of those two in the ring. It, it's just like, you know, there was like a moment that I was just like, you know how it kept getting high and high and high, and I'm just like, I just want it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> my heart can't take this anymore. I'm just like, oh my god, because <laughs> like it, it kept like giving me all the false finishes and everything like that. Like you know, there would be like a pin and like. Maybe kick out and like pin another kick out. I was just like, I can't take this anymore. Just finish it already. Oh my god, my heart. <laughs> but isn't it great though? Even though you're going through, you know, you you you've gone through the process and now you are a professional wrestler, and you can still watch that, and you can still have your disbelief suspended. And yeah. st- and I love that wrestling can still do that. Um, as a as somebody watching this with 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 the eyes of a pro wrestler is there stuff that you see in that match and you think oh i like that i'm gonna write that down and use that myself 
Is there anything that maybe you borrow or are inspired by in that match that you've used in your work? Um, I, I, I would definitely say that I've been inspired by it. Like, um, I've had like David and Goliath matches before. Mm. And uh, I still remember Tanahashi, like there was the, that moment that he held on to Okada, uh, not giving up. I think it was me facing Desiderata that he because like she Desiderata is like six foot and I'm just like hey I'm five three and a half <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a real I don't think she was six she might have been like f- five eleven like almost six basically um she like she her her moveset was like power moves also because she has she has MMA background she like you know fall away slam she would like suplex me vertical suplex me all the suplexes in the world uh, German and all that and then she was just like you know you know she was holding my hair and uh, this was like nearly at the end of the match she was holding my hair and like talking smack about me and I'm just like I look up at her and just like grab her like as if just that moment and I feel like I hope that the audience would see that moment as me even though I'm beaten up like I've been swung around like I'm not giving up you know I'm still crawling you know and that was like one of the moments that I took from like the Okada Tanahashi mo- like match that I was just like I do this too I do this too <laughs> <laughs> she's beaten up but she's gonna keep on going and she's gonna keep yeah. on going and uh, and we're excited to see where you keep on going to. Genuinely, this has been really lovely to chat to you. Uh, I'm really glad that I watched Netflix the other night with a good lady because that's how we found you. And uh, I'm really I was I thought one thing I really want to do is make sure that we shine a light on on the on the wrestling world that that maybe that criminally in, in our side of the world here in the UK doesn't get enough love. And yeah. and I want to make a change to that. But Crystal, oh, if people, no, thank you, thank you for doing it and 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 being a, <laughs> a force for good. Where can people go now? Obviously, Facebook, your personal Facebook aside. And if you're listening, stop it. Don't. Um, is there somewhere people can go if they want to keep up to date with what you're up to and uh, and where they can uh, uh, in, in, um, buy merch and stuff like that? Where can they go? Um, my main social media account would be at. I'm Vernice. Well, that's where you messaged me. Mm. Well, the thing is, like, I use, that used to be my like personal Instagram, but then like, just turned into the public one. I I I, I didn't I didn't care anymore because uh, also my name is plastered on there anyways on the <laughs> Netflix. So you know, might as well use. And then like, if you search I'm Vernice, I do have links there. I do have my Twitch. I've started my Twitch recently, so I'm streaming. But then I am having, I'm good, getting back into wrestling, actually. I have a match this uh, the, on the May 1st. And then hopefully he's going to keep going on. And then, you know, hopefully keeps going on into another country. And uh, But yeah, follow me at I'm Greenies on Instagram. And that's where every, everything there is going to be connected anyways. So. Well, uh, we... Um... By the time this goes out, your first match will have happened because it's going on the Wednesday Ooh. after. Annoyingly, uh, who's your opponent for Wednesday for for the first? Uh, his name is Robin Sane. Robin Sane. Now, is this a, yeah. is this a familiar foe or is this a new one? Uh, he's a friend, but then now he's a foe. So you know, who knows what's gonna happen? The thing is, like, we've known each other for years in the wrestling scene, but we haven't really like touched before. 
So this is our first time together in the ring. So hopefully some, you know, fun moments will happen. Good friends, better enemies. You can uh, yep. keep up to date with with, Vin- with with Crystal on I'm Vinice on Instagram or on Twitch as well. Uh, you can come for the wrestling talk and you can stay for Genshin Impact if you follow Vinice on Twitch. <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, it's happened now because time is weird. Best of luck slash I'm sure it went well on May the 1st for you, Crystal. <laughs> Thank you so much. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Podcasts from.